Well, today we have uh, we, we have an Angels aficionado. Uh, we have Jeff Fletcher on. He's going to sit there and talk to us about the Los Angeles Angels of Anaheim. Uh, we're going to talk about the upcoming series a little bit. We got a four game series coming up starting on Friday. Uh, man, Jeff, how's it going? Uh, you want to sit there and tell everybody a little bit about yourself? Yeah, it's going pretty well. Uh, you know, the Angels obviously have been a really interesting team the last few years because they got Mike Trout and Shohei Otani, and they can't seem to figure out how to win. So that is definitely a thing that keeps me busy. Uh, this is my uh, 11th year covering the team. So I'm uh, looking for a different story to write, hopefully uh, one of these years. But until then, at least we have Shohei Otani. So he's entertaining. Yeah. Oh, man. How I just got to ask, how is it to sit there and be able to cover the Angels and know that, man, you have two of the greatest baseball players on earth, not just in the major league, on earth, on your team? Yeah, it's pretty incredible to uh, to see the things that, you know, both Trout and Otani do. And I mean, you know, Trout gets kind of buried now because of Otani and because he's been doing it for so long. But you know, I think if you you kind of compare him to like what I call sort of the garden variety superstars, you know, guys like Mookie Betts or uh, Nolan Arenado or, you know, these type guys. And, you know, every once in a while they, they have a bad year, you know. Mike Trout never has a bad year. So that's what, uh, what makes him special. And uh, Otani, obviously, he pitches and hits. Nobody else does that. And he's really good at both. He's not just like, you know, glorified Michael Lorenzen. You know, kind yeah. of running out there and doing both. So, yeah. uh, and he's taken it to an even higher level as a pitcher this year. He's one of the top pitchers in all of baseball, and he's a middle-of-the-order hitter, and that's just something that nobody alive has ever seen. Yeah. Uh, so, let, let's just dive into the four-game series. Uh, on Friday, you guys are, are throwing out Sandoval, and we're throwing out Tanner Houck. Uh Tell everybody a little bit uh, about Sandoval and, and what can we expect on Friday? Well, Sandoval has been a guy. He's had two good years in a row. Uh, he had about a 380 ERA in 21, and then last year he cut it to like 290. And uh, he pitched in the WBC for Mexico, and he pitched against the U.S. and Japan. And uh, he was pretty good in both those games. They gave up one run combined. So he's really a guy that's kind of under the radar, but he is definitely the Angels' second-best pitcher. And uh, he throws a really good slider and a changeup. Fastball is not his best pitch, not the best velocity either, and not his best command. So the trick is to just to get the fastball over for strikes and then open it up for those other two pitches. And if he does that, then he's he's really good. Yeah, uh, he's going up against Tanner Houck. Uh, he had two you know decent outings uh, so far. Uh, he's two and zero with a four point five ERA, but. Uh, how has a small problem I always ended up seeing with once he gets through the second, uh, the lineup second time around, it's just, it's really crazy because then all of a sudden he's, he starts getting hit and rocked. Uh, I always thought that how belonged in the bullpen, you know, the role he was at for the last season and the season before where he was just a long middle reliever and, you know, we're, starting pitch depth is a little bit, you know, shaky. We just got Whitlock back. Uh, we got Paxton and Bayo, you know, coming back soon. So hopefully we get to see Tanner Houck a little bit uh, going back to that role a little bit. Uh, the I think the matchup is going to be pretty 
pretty consistent as long as the as long as the Red Sox bats are you know awake because that seems to be our problem right now, especially in the Tampa series we're having problems with. Uh, on Saturday, you guys are throwing out Anderson. We got Nick Pavetta. Uh, tell everybody a little bit about Anderson. Well, Tyler Anderson was a guy that was kind of a fringy major league starter for most of his career. And then he went to the Dodgers last year and the Dodgers just sort of magically make everybody good. And uh, he had a great year. He was an all-star, 250 ERA, something like that. And uh, then the Angels signed him to a three-year deal. Um, his first start against the A's granted a pretty bad team. Uh, mm-hmm. He pitched six scoreless innings. His next out against Toronto, obviously a pretty good team, and uh, they hit him around a little bit. So it's going to be interesting to see what happens this time. I, I don't think anybody expects he's going to have a 250 ERA like he did last year because he's never really been that good before. But if he just has, you know, a 350 ERA, then that would be, uh, you know, pretty good as their number three starter. Yeah, especially on, you know, if he, if he can pull a 350 ERA with you guys going into, like, a say, a playoff, you know, a wild card round, like you got, you have Shoei, then you know, uh, you guys have uh, Sandoval would be number two. San- Sandoval would be number two. Like you guys, that that'll be a that'll be a decent one, two, three going in for you guys. Uh, we have Tanner Houck uh, going Friday, but then we got Pavetta. Pavetta has been doing really well for us so far this year. Uh, he has a point nine zero ERA. It's just he's not getting the run support that. He, he rightfully deserves he's going out there eating some innings you know getting the strikeouts that he needs and and making the plays our team just can't you know seem to find the ball when they're swinging when he's pitching like i i don't understand it at all you know going into this into this matchup uh but that, that's gonna be a saturday that's gonna be a 410 game so with you you're what three hours behind us out there yeah yeah, so, uh, but on Sunday, we don't know who, you know, ours is to be determined. You guys got Detmers going. Uh, tell everybody a little bit about Detmers. Uh, Detmers, last year was his first full year in the big leagues. He pitched a no-hitter in uh, May, and then he kind of hit a rough spot, and they sent him down to the minors, and when he was in the minors, he basically tweaked one thing and made his slider a lot better, and he came back, and he was really good the second half. Uh, he increased his velocity a lot this year and so there's really he's sort of one of those sneaky breakout candidates you know I'm sure a lot of people in fantasy leagues were like looking to to grab him because they thought that he might uh kind of really have a big year but his first two starts have been sort of uh kind of mediocre his last game against Toronto he had five scoreless innings everything was going perfect and then boom he gave a grand slam in the sixth so uh you know that was kind of a up and down game but but I think he still should be pretty good yeah and Monday, we got – that's the game that I'm, you know, can't wait. It's always the marathon Monday. It's, a, it's an 11-10 game. You guys are pitching Shohei Otani. Like, that there is, is, is a statement. If I if I lived in Boston, that would be the game that I would want to go to, especially being marathon Monday. Seeing a phenom like Otani live, you know, is, he's, he's just – like you said, he's a phenom. No one's ever been able to just do what he's been doing on a consistent basis. And, man, it's just – it's really crazy. Uh, yeah, he pitched uh, 
what I think is one of his best games in the big leagues in Boston last year. He, uh, I think it was seven scoreless innings, and uh, he threw like 75% strikes. So it was a really good game. And he also had a couple hits too. So that's still one of his better performances last year in Boston. Yeah. So uh, let's go. Let's switch sides. Let's go to the pitching over to the to, to the batters. So you guys, you guys' lineup is is pretty decent, I think. You know, uh, well, t- tell everybody about you know the lineup from top to bottom, uh, what to expect, uh, and if there's any of those you know up and coming guys that, for us to watch in this series. Yeah, I mean, uh, their leadoff man's Taylor Ward, who kind of had a breakthrough last season. He had like a over a thousand OPS in May until he hurt his shoulder and then he kept playing through it and he kind of slumped through the middle of the year and then he finished with like a 950 in September. So uh, he's a, he's a guy that looks like he's going to be a pretty solid player, 800 OPS type guy. Uh, and then you go Trout hits second, Otani hits third, Anthony Rendon fourth, who is, could be good when he's healthy. He's healthy right now. So we'll see. And then Hunter Renfro, who you guys remember from Boston from a couple of years ago, he's oh, uh, the number five hitter, the right fielder. Uh, and they got Brandon Drury, uh, who's been playing first base. He's uh, had a really nice kind of come out of nowhere season last year with the Reds and the Padres, the 28 homers. Um, then Gio Urshela is their shortstop for the most part now. Uh, he's pretty much does the same thing every year. Uh, Luis Renifo is their second baseman. Uh, he also had a kind of a nice breakthrough this year. He started off this year, last year, started off this year a little bit slow. We'll see what he does. And then Logan O'Hoppy is their catcher. He's a rookie. They got him in the Brandon Marsh trade last year. And he's basically – he reminds me of Buster Posey. And I covered the Giants when Buster Posey first came up. He's like from the first day he walked in the door, he looks ready to be a leader. He's leading the team in RBIs. He's leading the team in home runs. Uh, I certainly don't expect that to keep up all year, you know, with the other guys in the lineup. But he's definitely – he's a catcher who can handle the pitchers and produces offensively. He's got a lot of leadership qualities, so I think he's a really good player for the long run, and I don't think he's going to be hitting ninth uh, too much longer. But uh, that's pretty much their lineup. It's a lot deeper than it was last year. Last year, their biggest problem was their lineup uh, was just Trout and Otani and then nobody else, and they just couldn't score enough runs. This year, they should be able to, you know, even those innings that it's, you know, seven, eight, nine are hitting, they should still be able to, you know, put some balls in play, get some hits, and get things going to get to the top of the lineup. So that should all be better this year. Yeah, um, man, especially over in that division you guys have, you know, Texas went and revamped up. You always always have the Astros. So you guys, you guys are fighting, you know, pretty much this year, uh, especially uh, to try to keep Otani. You know, it's a, it's, it could be a make or break thing of are all, is all your ducks in a row and, and everything. Uh with the with the rookie catcher coming up, how well is he doing calling games? Uh, especially uh, coming in, you know, over in Baltimore, like Rushman, he came in, he was excellent at calling games with the veteran pitchers. Uh, how does he look so far being able to uh, call the games? Uh, so far, so good. I mean, the pitchers seem to really like him. Otani loves working with him. He's basically like Otani's personal catcher now. Uh, Tyler Anderson really likes him, and he's a guy who's been around and worked with a lot of different catchers. So. Uh, you know, it's, it's 12 games, but uh, their overall pitching has been pretty good for the most part, uh, except for a couple games. 
And uh, so I think you got to give him some of the credit for that. Yeah. So uh, lineup wise, you I think you guys are do, are doing a lot better than us. We're, on paper, we're looking really good, but as of lately, we've been slumping all over the board. Uh, our, our two like high points are Alex Verdugo and uh, Devers. Duvall, uh, when he went down with the injury, you know it was kind of a fluke injury, and we're in panic mode of. Okay, who do we go to and send out there? We can send Rep Snyder out there. We can put Tapia out there. You know, we can move people. Like tonight, we're trying Bobby Dahlbeck at shortstop. You know, major league shortstop playing. And that just surprises me just so we can put Kike out and play center field. So it, it's it's a little bit chaos here, but it's still early. It's two weeks, you know, into the season. No need to panic mode yet. Uh, let's go in, and dive into your guys' bullpen. I know the Red Sox in the offseason, that was one of our key things that we went and kind of rebuilt from the bottom up. Kenley Jansen, uh, Martin, we got Shriver back there. Uh, we got Winkowski uh, doing some long relief for us, and he's been doing really, really good. Uh, talk about the Angels' bullpen for a little bit. Well, that's their biggest question mark. I mean, coming into the year, people thought that was going to be the question mark, and so far it has. They're uh, seven and five right now, and uh, basically four of the games that they lost, they had a lead. And three of those games, the bullpen gave up the lead. One of them, the starter, gave up the lead. But uh, that's just uh, – it's been a question mark. They don't really have a guy who is definitely the closer. They got Carlos Estevez, who they signed from the Rockies, uh, who I think was kind of the first option. And he, he's been okay. He's walked a few guys. And then after that, it's – you know, Jose Quijada is a guy that sort of pitches well at times. Uh, other times he has uh, some blow-ups. And they got Ryan Tapera, Aaron Loop, um, Jimmy Hergett. These are all guys that have their moments, but they also have some some issues. So uh, I would say that's definitely their, their weak link right now. Oh, man. I would love to sit there and just take your starting pitching staff over over to the Red Sox right now. Uh, with our bullpen, but uh, uh, let's sit there and, and dive into some upcoming prospects. You know, who do you guys have that we could see this season? Uh, maybe not this series, but maybe when we play you guys again in May. Uh, I don't know if any of these guys are going to be up by May, but they've got uh, Zach Neto as a shortstop, was their uh, number one pick last year, and he went pretty much straight to double A just out of college and he performed really well. And now he's started back this year in double A and he's doing pretty well again. So uh, he's a guy that I, I could see up, you know, in September, maybe uh, certainly sometime next year. Um, they got a pitcher, uh, Ben Joyce from uh, the university of Tennessee. They drafted him in the third round last year. He, he threw 105 once last season in college. Wow. And uh, in spring training, he hit 104 and he's consistently like 101, but his problem is he has a little control issue. So, uh, but once he can work that out, obviously he's going to be a big league, high leverage reliever. So, uh, they also got a, a pitcher named Sam Bachman, who was their first round pick in 2021, and uh, he's also in Double A. He also got some time in spring training. Looks like he could be pretty good as a starter. I don't know if we would see him at all this year. If, if they do see him this year, it'd probably be like as a reliever. But uh, those are pretty much the top uh, guys who are going to be making an impact within, you know, a year or so. 
And, uh, of course, over the Red Sox sign, we got uh, Rafaela, we got Marcelo Meyer, uh, we got Valdez that we got in the, the trade over there in Houston. Uh, I think we're going to see him sooner than later coming up. So let, uh, let's play a little devil's advocate here real quick. Bottom of the ninth, two outs. You guys, you guys name that one player on the Red Sox you do not want to see at bat. It's got to be Devers, right? I mean, he's the best player. So I don't know. I, you know, from afar, I don't know who people think is like good and quote unquote in the clutch. But uh, mm-hmm. I would just say the best player is the guy that I would least want to see. Yeah, me personally, uh, you know, of course, you got to say Trout and Otani. But I've seen Hunter Renfro and what he can do. And man, he he can sit there and take one yard really quick if you misplace that ball. He had a game-tying hit in the bottom of the ninth on uh, Sunday. They had this crazy game against the Blue Jays where they were up 6 nothing, and then they were down 10-6, and they tied at mm-hmm. 10-10 in the ninth inning, and Renfro had the, the game-tying hit in the ninth. So, Yeah, you, you guys got a solid player uh, out there at, with Renfro. I was, I was kind of sad to see him go, especially when he, was, he just produced power after power hit after power hit, you know, up there in Boston. And, and Fenway Park, I think, was made for him, you know, uh, let's sit there and talk real quick. Who can you pick from the Angels to be the series MVP in a four-game series uh, with the Red Sox? I mean, it's got to be Otani because he's going to pitch one of the games and he's going to hit all four. So uh, he's going to have the most opportunities to uh, to have an impact. Okay, and for the for the people that listen here to you know the Pesky Podcast. Let's talk. Let's talk Shohei Otani real quick. Like, what is it like the atmosphere, you know, in the ballpark to see him pitch, and then the next inning, if he's up to bat, to see him get ready, to, you know, to go straight to the to the uh, on deck circle. Yeah, I mean, they probably the attendance is probably like thirty percent higher on days that he pitches, and uh, it's just really exciting. Lots of people come out. Lots of Japanese fans come out. Uh, you know, there's even some people that aren't really hardcore baseball fans, but they just want to see Otani because they know that he's, you know, not like other baseball players. So uh, it's definitely cool. You definitely have to remind yourself when you're watching him how special it is. Just the fact that, you know, we're so used to there are really good hitters and there are really good pitchers, but there are zero people that are both. So for him to do both of those things is just uh, really – unbelievable and and again it's not just you know i remember hearing this last year when there was a big debate about aaron judge versus otani for the mvp and a lot of the people that were arguing will say oh does he get it just because he pitches and hits does that mean he's going to get the mvp every year and i would say like no it's because he pitches and hits really well he's not just you know a number four starter who bats seventh you know he's the ace and he bats third so uh that's amazing. Uh, so anyway, it's just you, you, people should get out and see him. And uh, if you want to read about him, I wrote a book about him uh, called uh, Showtime, the inside story of Shohei Otani and the greatest baseball season ever played. It takes his whole baseball journey up through the uh, 21 season and kind of will catch everybody up. So uh, I think everybody should uh, hop on Amazon or go to Barnes & Noble or whatever and uh, pick it up. Yeah, I'll make sure I sit there and plug that on Twitter. I'll plug it on, on the Pesky Podcast. Because, man, it's just – and 
I always love debating with people of the MVP thing. My thing has always been MVP stands for most valuable player, not only on the team, but the league, like what he does, no one else can replicate, you know, and he does it consistently. So he is your guys's and possibly baseball's most valuable player overall. And you guys, you know, you, you guys got him and you got trout. You got two of possibly the top three best baseball players on the planet, you know? Yeah. And it's pretty good. They need a few more though. Uh, the, the problem they, is they have too many players that were really bad last year and they need to have just some more guys that are just average. Yeah. Uh, or you just need four more uh, show A's. That, yeah. Like, there you go. That would be so. nice. But uh, Jeff, I'll let you sit there and plug uh, where people can find you at. If you want to plug your book again, go ahead. Uh, the floor is yours right here. Uh, yeah. My Twitter is probably the best way to, uh, to get linked to everything, to my stories and the book. It's a uh, Jeff Fletcher OCR. It's Orange County Register. And if you go on there, you'll get uh, links to all the stories I write. And my Twitter bio has links to the book, which has all kinds of information about uh, where to buy it. Okay, Jeff. Hey, thanks a lot. And uh, I can't wait for May when we get to have you come back on. And, and uh, final prediction, four-game series, what are you predicting the series split to be? Uh, I think in general, the safest bet in a four-game series is two and two. So I'm going to play it safe. I'll say that. <laughs> Normally, that's what I did with uh, when we did the Tampa series. But I'm going to be a little more realistic. I'm going to go one and three for the Red Sox. It, it, <laughs> it, the, the way things are going, if we can pull one out of the three, man, it, it's going gonna, it's gonna to be good for us. So, But, Jeff, thanks for stopping by. Uh I can't wait to sit there and talk to you again. All right. Thanks for having me. Yep. Take care, Jeff.